welcome back. Today we're going to be talking about stage fright with Olivia Voice and Drama. I'm pretty excited to talk about this even though it's such a scary topic. The reason why I'm excited is because if you do suffer from stage fright, it goes by many names, but if you do suffer from stage fright, I promise you it's possible for it to actually get better or even go away. There's not a ton of information out there for specifically performance anxiety or anxiety uh, when it comes to performing or specifically singing. That's a very niche topic and I thought there would be a lot more information out there, but there really isn't. And I've had a lot of amazing, amazing teachers who had trouble giving me any guidance on this because they don't suffer from uh, this type of anxiety or fear to the point where it was really difficult for me to even get on stage or or perform my best. And then I had some teachers who, who would just tell me, you know, like snap out of it basically. But I want to talk about what I've learned and I'm sure I'll make more videos slash podcasts on this because it's a very um, big topic. This is just what I've seen with myself and, and other students and how I've dealt with it and it has gotten better for me and even in the past couple of years I've really turned the corner on performance anxiety. First of all I want to say that performance anxiety or stage fright, whatever you want to call it, is completely normal and most people suffer from this at least a little bit. When you're performing in front of people, your state, the way you feel physically and mentally will probably change. You're now going from being a regular person to standing in front of people and having all eyes on you. That's going to change you physically. Your heartbeat might increase. You might get a little sweaty. Your focus tends to shift to be like a laser, like you're, you're much more vigilant. All of these qualities um, could, could be for describing fear and it also can be describing excitement. Both things have these physical qualities. Now, if, if you're not excited, if you're not using that energy to think positively and be excited about what you're doing, then it might flip the other way. If you have some belief that you're not good enough, you don't want to be humiliated, you uh, think the stakes are really high and this is really going to be it for you, like whatever reason, if you just have this, this sort of fear-based belief, then it might flip into the anxiety direction and it's just going to push you further and further down that road. It can be crippling for some people. This is because evolutionarily fear gave us these physical symptoms so that we could run away from a, a lion or a tiger, okay? But we're not doing that so much anymore. You're just standing in front of people and you've, now you've got all this nervous horrible energy and these negative thoughts. Alright, I think What's really helpful, what really helped me, is to realize that there are two main components in performance anxiety, and that is your mental state and your physical state. 
And although you might think you can think your way out of the physical state, that's not the easiest thing to do. You might know that you have stage fright and just wish it away, but then you get in front of people and you're still nervous again. That's because your body's very smart and it knows when it's in a, in a threatening situation. Even if it's not a threatening situation, if your body thinks it is, it will react a certain way. Let's talk about the mental component. When you're anxious or when you're afraid, your mind is flooded with maybe negative thoughts, intrusive thoughts, I can't do this, I'm really scared, oh my gosh, my, my breath is off, I'm off, I didn't, I didn't do this before I sang, oh no, I just sang a wrong note, this whole thing is just going in the trash, this is the worst performance ever, I'm so embarrassed, why did I even think I could do this, I'm giving up. All of these thoughts come flooding in and they build on each other and then pretty soon you're you're really freaked out. What has really helped me with this is being able to identify these thoughts in the first place. Instead of like feeling like you are your thoughts, being able to slow them down and be like, oh, that's just a thought. That's just a thought. That's just a thought. And none of them are helpful. None of them are helping me in this performance. None of them are making me feel more prepared. None of them are really gonna serve me at all. If you can at least build up your awareness and you can do this through meditation or mindfulness, then you can at least identify the thought and decide if you wanna listen to it or not. And that is a very powerful thing. I highly recommend mindfulness or uh, especially meditation and any kind of meditation I think is probably helpful for most people. I just want to say that for me it, it was about general meditation, uh, the practice of it, practicing being still and um, watching your thoughts come in and out no mantras, not really listening to anything um, in particular. And it's not about being good or bad or, or whatever. Look, I didn't meditate for years and years and years because I thought it was what crazy people did. And turns out it helps. I'm going to save you a lot of time. But I will say this, there's a lot of crap out there, okay? You gotta find what works for you. The best meditation advice I got was you don't have to be in the perfect place for it. You can do it while you're doing something else. Um, all it is is practicing awareness, being aware of your thoughts that are coming in and then deciding how long do you wanna hang on to this thought. It's okay to have negative thoughts. It's okay to feel bad about yourself. That You can think about it and be like, okay, let it go. You don't have to hang on to it. And that is the magical part of mindfulness is like you feel like you have a superpower. With that being said, there is a physical aspect to all of this. We all know that when we don't feel good, when we feel sick, when we feel really jittery, when we're lightheaded, that affects our mood, that affects the way 
that we think sometimes. So we've got to also work on how to bring your heartbeat down, which is really important for singing because you don't want to be breathing really shallowly while we're singing, right? That's where breathing, oh my gosh, another woo-woo concept, but it works, actually helps. You can actually change your, your state by, by slowing your breathing down and actually holding your breath for a few seconds and then slow exhales is the key. When you're breathing in really quickly, it raises your heartbeat. Slow exhales will bring your heart rate down and make you feel calmer, which does help. Trust me, when I'm really tired, my anxiety can get the best of me and I'm just too tired. Like like your thoughts can can really be harder to manage when you're exhaust, exhausted or not prepared for, for something. So that's why muscle memory is so awesome. If you've practiced something over and over and over and over again, guess what? It's locked in. It's locked in. So you can actually depend on your muscle memory to carry you through. That's right. You can be the most nervous Nelly, and it's okay. You can still put on a good performance. People can still be moved by your performance because the muscle memory is there. You've practiced it so many times, it just happened. Preparation is more than just practicing it over and over and over. Get it in your body so that your whole body knows what to do when you're in that audition and one little thing isn't gonna totally throw you, you really have it all worked out. So going through all of the motions and visualizing yourself in the audition so that it's not a, a huge shock when you get on the stage or in front of people, you've already mentally prepared for the situation. And even if you get really nervous, you're like, well, I'm gonna do what I practiced over and over again. Once you're really confident and you know, like, I'm really good at this and I'm not, I'm not worried about myself at all, um, that's gonna come with time. Get out in front of people and you keep recording yourself and you keep making yourself just a little bit uncomfortable and then keep overcoming those little obstacles. It's gonna build up sort of a tolerance for these situations. If this is something you really want to do, if you really want to perform, then I would hate for fear of whatever to get in your way. Just remember your, your goal, and that's to do what you love to do and have fun. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that you did it. Pat yourself on the back for little victories. Something someone told me one time is to reward yourself for practicing, auditioning, and performing. Reward yourself with food. You know, if you're doing a performance, take time afterwards or around the performance to do something fun. Make it fun. Even though you're nervous and you're trying to stay focused, you wanna train your brain that this is a good experience. I'm doing something good. Reward yourself for practicing. Reward yourself for performing 
and your body, it, it learns these things. Stage fright is totally normal, and even if it never goes away, that doesn't mean that you can't have a stellar performance or do really, really well. If you're someone who suffers from absolutely crippling anxiety, then I promise you there is hope and it does get better. Voice lessons is definitely something that will build up that tolerance for you, even if it's just singing in front of me. I've seen my students grow in just a month, two months to three months, they're like a different person when they walk into the room. And I can promise you that, whether it's in person or over Zoom. My favorite thing is when a student doesn't feel like they need me anymore <laughs> because they're like, oh, I got it, I'll figure it out. Like, that's the best. Even when I'm like in the back of my mind thinking, well, there's always something to learn. I don't even care because I know that they'll figure it out and whatnot. It definitely helps to have a voice teacher and for me personally I don't know what I would have done without a all the voice teachers I've had. Like every single one of them have taught me something. But DIY singing is a thing. Have a great day. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Check me out on Spotify. That's where you can hear this podcast. I make these videos because it's affordable advice for anyone. This is the kind of stuff that I tell my students and um, it's much better to get this advice from your teacher so it's like really tailored to you and we can talk about exactly what stage fright you're dealing with or what, what parts of it are challenging for you. But what I'm giving you right now is basically a baby voice lesson or part of a voice lesson. And if you want to keep these things going and you want more advice, you know, ask me a question on my website, uh, oliviabeck.com. And feel free to make a monthly $1 donation to this podcast. You can just uh, go to listener support on Spotify. It's in the show notes. And you can actually support me that way and uh, show your appreciation for the advice if it helps you. It will encourage me to keep this stuff going if I if I think it helps, and I think it does. I've met tons of people through the internet and through Facebook or, or YouTube who ended up taking voice lessons with me, and some of them are my, it's my best retaining students. So never be afraid to reach out and fill out my lesson request form. Have a great day.